0: Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here on a Tuesday. It's September 13th, believe it or not. Glad that you've joined us for Romans Rewind. This is where we take some 10, 15, 20 minutes every weekday morning to track with our sermon series through the Book of Romans, picking up different ideas, pieces, concepts, um, theologies, and exploring them in more depth than we could in a Sunday sermon. So this past Sunday, we were in Romans 12, one through two, and starting tomorrow or maybe Thursday, we'll turn our attention to that text, but we're still kind of picking up the pieces, so to speak, and and getting some closure to our discussion of Romans chapter 11. And remember Romans 11 is where um, Paul is addressing uh, the issue of the future of ethnic Israel and encourage you if you if this is kind of your first time with us and haven't heard those previous discussions to go back and listen to them um, because they're going to kind of kind of build on them towards towards something that we want to talk about this morning and so one of the things that we've been contrasting is what we would call kind of the reformed or covenantal um, interpret perspective interpretational framework around um prophetic end time issues and then more the dispensational framework and probably the most fundamental difference between these two schools of thought is the way they attempt to relate or understand the relationship between israel old testament israel and new testament church and the um this is this is kind of a broad over, um, over generalization, but the dispensational framework would tend to see much more discontinuity between the church and Israel that, that there's there's two separate paths. Uh, there's two separate futures that that what God's doing with the church on this hand is very very different. what God's doing with Israel on this hand. Um, that the all the promises of the Old Testament are going to be fulfilled literally in an ethnic Israel. Um, a nation state versus a covenantal reform perspective, which is going to see much more continuity, all right, between the church and Israel. That that the church is the true Israel, the spiritual Israel. That the promises of the um, Old Testament um, that were made to Old Testament ethnic Israel are ultimately fulfilled spiritually in the church, and and so we've just been talking about their approach to these two things. Well. Let me go back again to, to Romans eleven twenty eight, 28, and I wanna ask a controversial question because this is, I think, is sort of at the bottom of the pile, so to speak. It's, it's really the question that presses itself forward, and it comes it comes out in a variety of ways, but this is, I think, in essence, what it is. Pastor Paul, is Israel still God's chosen people? Okay, I think that's that's the question that lies or lurks at the bottom of so much of these discussions. And it drives our interpretive grids and frameworks a little bit. So let me read again, um, Romans eleven twenty-eight, 28. And this, I think, encapsulates the issue. As regards the gospel, they, meaning ethnic Jews, are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers so they are simultaneously beloved and enemies okay uh enemies of god yet not forgotten of god so how do we answer this question well i think it's such a complex question on some levels let me, let me put it that way it's it's a difficult question as john piper would say to answer in a soundbite. it's a difficult question to give a yes or no answer to is israel still god's chosen people because it all depends on what you mean by that. Let me explain first what I, why I think we can on one hand say that yes, Israel is still God, they're still God's chosen people. Look back at verse 28, as regards election or salvation, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So I think what Paul is referring to here certainly is the Abrahamic covenant, okay? The Abrahamic covenant is foundational to all of the covenants of redemption or the covenant of grace. In that it is it, it, it's the beginning of that process where God calls out by his sheer grace Abraham and promises to him that through his line, through his seed, um, he will his seed will inherit the earth, will bless the nations. In accordance with that, a number of promises were given to Abraham um, uh, and to corporate Israel about the land and about the temple and about the Messiah and such. So, on one hand, I do think we can say that God Israel still is God's chosen people, chosen people, if by that what we mean is that God still has a plan for ethnic Israel. That's the whole point of Romans nine through 11. And I think our answer over and over is unequivocally yes. God does have a plan for ethnic Israel. God um, is not done with his people, covenant people from the old Testament, that he is going to save. Not only is he saving a remnant of Jews in every generation, but he in fact is going to save a massive influx of Jews in mass um, at the end of the ages. And so in that sense, if what we mean by the fact is Israel still God's chosen people, if what we mean by that, that God has not forgotten his people, the Old Testament Jews, because of his covenant with Abraham, absolutely, Israel is still God's chosen people. He's not forgotten them. The calling and the gifts of God are irrevocable. So because of that covenant God made with Abraham, he still has a plan for ethnic Jews which will, which will take the form of faith in Christ, incorporated into the church. Now, is Israel God's still God's chosen people? There is also a way to, to, to think about this where the answer is no, because a lot of times what people mean by is Israel still God's chosen people is that they are looking for a literal fulfillment of everything that was promised to Israel in the Old Testament, as having a literal fulfillment in the future in ethnic Israel. And what I wanna show, or what I've been attempting to show is, um, I don't think that's true. Um, On one hand, remember all the covenant promises that were made to Israel, okay, in the Old Testament were contingent upon covenantal faithfulness, okay? the land, the possession, um, the land particularly. And whenever Israel was disobedient, God would remove them from the land and send them into exile. And so one of the things that John Piper has said about this, and I completely agree, is that there is no covenantal blessing for, the, for ethnic Israel apart from Jesus, okay? Only, only those who have faith in Christ are promised covenantal blessing. The other, other side of this is the way that the scripture writers in the New Testament uh, apply and interpret Old Testament passages, all right? And let me give you one example. Turn in your Bibles to Joel. That is in your Old Testament. Joel is one of the minor prophets. And here in Joel chapter two, um, God has been talking about the restoration of Israel at the end of the day, the day of the Lord, when is when God will return and restore the fortunes of Israel. And as he's writing this, okay, or giving Joel the words to write and to proclaim, um, this is clearly targeted towards ethnic Israel, okay? So look at, look at chapter two, verse 18 in Joel. Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. I will remove the northerner far from you and drive him into a parched and desolate land, his vanguard into the eastern sea and his rear guard into the western sea. The stench and foul smell of him will rise, for he has done great things. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Fear not, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and vine give their full yield. Okay, Um, so here again, you have this picture of Israel being restored. You have this picture of Israel returning to the Lord. Okay, go down to verse 28. This is important, these two verses. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Okay, so there's the picture. You're an Old Testament Jew. You're hearing this prophecy. God is making it clear. this His covenant is going to be fulfilled, returning to the land, returning to the Lord, for his Old Testament people. Now, turn over to Acts chapter two. Peter is preaching at Pentecost, okay? And he is going to quote his passage that he's preaching on is is uh, Joel chapter two. And so I want you to, to read what um, Peter says and the way that he applies Joel chapter two. even on my male and female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right, so there he quotes the same passage we just read in Joel. Now listen to how he applies it. Men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourself know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. okay, what's Peter doing here? He's saying Joel 2 is being fulfilled right now with the coming of Christ. that that Joel 2, was actually pointing to the the restoration of the people of God, that, that, that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Israel would have thought about this purely in ethnic terms in a nation state. Peter says, no, 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 you're, you're dreaming too small. This is for the nations, this is for the Gentiles and the Jews, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. In other words, Peter says, joel 2 which was written to ethnic jews is fulfilled in the church it's fulfilled in all of those who place their faith in the lord jesus christ and again this is why paul calls the church the true israel this is why paul in romans 9 says not all who are of the flesh are spiritual israel not all israel is israel only those who have a heart change This is why Paul says that we are children of Abraham for those who have faith. It is not those who are physically descended from Abraham who are Abrahams. It is those who are spiritually um, his brothers um, through faith. So to say all that to say, okay, back to the original question, is Israel still God's chosen people? Yes, if if we mean by that, God still has a plan for ethnic Jews to bring them into the church, into the true people of God, absolutely. But if what we mean by that is we're going to see a literal fulfillment of everything that is prophesied in the Old Testament, okay, in a literal, physical, ethnic Israel, the answer would be no, they're not God's chosen people in that way. That's thinking too small. We are God's chosen people. The church, those who are Gentiles, ethnic Jews, any who have come to place their faith in Christ, and the fulfillment of these promises aren't just in a little piece of land, right? They're in the world. They aren't just in a little bitty temple that will be rebuilt. It, they'll be fulfilled in the fact that the people of God are the temple of God. Now, this is just simply one passage that we've identified from Joel 2 and Acts 2 that that show us this principle. There are many, many others okay, that we could go to, but this is what we have time for. Now, let me say this. If you have any more questions, okay, be sure to submit them, paul.gilbert at 4 before we leave Romans 11. Because if there's no more questions or feedback or interaction, then we're gonna move on to Romans chapter 12 tomorrow. So let me know. Um, Thanks for all the feedback that you have given. Hope this is helpful. And as always, let me encourage you to go to the scriptures, all right? To confirm and test these things for yourself. Lord, we wanna be people of the book and we wanna rightly understand your word. And Lord, we can't do that apart from your sanctifying work of your spirit. So pray that you would give us his presence now. In your name we pray.